0: And clicking on support. Thank you. In the market for investment worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Hi, I'm Eric, and this is Listen to Sleep, quiet stories and meditations to help you find a little peace at bedtime or anytime. Spring has sprung here on the mountain. The snow is melting, and the flowers are blooming. Yesterday, it was almost 70 degrees outside, and Bodie and I took a nap in the sun out on the porch in the afternoon. We also had a nice visit out to the coast this week for a couple of days to go and visit Joe. Tonight, I'll be reading another Sleep Mountain original story for you. I wrote it myself, and I'm trying to do one of these stories every month. We'll see. They're about life here on the mountain, ours as well as the animals, with some fiction and even a little fantasy woven in. This is something I've wanted to do ever since I started Listen to Sleep over three years ago, but I was kind of scared to back then. I let that fear get the best of me for a long time and I've decided I'm not going to do that anymore. Life's too short, and I am excited to be sharing some of these stories I'm writing with you. For these episodes, I'll be reading each story twice, once at my normal pace, and then once again a bit slower, much the same way Catherine Nikolai does with her original stories about the village of nothing much in her wonderful bedtime story podcast, Nothing Much Happens. She is a wonderful and supportive friend and she's been such an inspiration to me. If you haven't yet heard her podcast, I highly recommend it. I want to thank Nicole, Lindsay, Lainey, Darla, Ascaris, Laura, Rachel, Shannon, Jess, Edith, Joanna, Allison, Erica, and Tracy Joy for supporting Listen to Sleep by subscribing to Listen to Sleep Plus over the last couple of weeks. If I missed your name, just let me know and I'll give you a shout out next week. While I've been switching over to the new system, I wasn't able to get some people's names when they joined, but I think I'm caught up now. If you ever listen more nights than you don't, or if you like to listen to more than one story in a row, you're going to love Listen to Sleep Plus. The premium version of the podcast doesn't have any ads, any intros, or any interruptions. You'll get new episodes a day earlier, ad-free, plus the premium version is served in separate feeds, making it easy to find exactly what you're looking for, whether it's a bedtime story, mindfulness meditation, or full-length subscriber-only sleepy audiobooks. Every week, you'll get an extra episode with a new chapter from the latest book I'm reading for you. Right now, It's around the world in 80 days. Listen to Sleep Plus is great if you're looking to take your sleep routine to the next level. And for just $4.99, you'll be not only providing crucial support for my work, you'll also be getting immediate access to over 350 sleepy episodes. And over 100 of those are episodes you won't find on the free podcast comes with a no-risk guarantee. You can cancel any time in the first 30 days, and I'll give you a full refund. No questions asked and no hard feelings. I hope you'll check out Listen to Sleep Plus. You can find more information on the website at listentosleep.com, or you can click the link in the show notes. This week's story is what I imagine it might be like to grow up as one of the bear cubs across the canyon here on the mountain. Let's take a deep breath in and out. Letting go of the day, feeling the weight of gravity pulling you deep down into the mattress. And another deep breath in, and out. Nothing to do, nowhere to go, no one to be. This is your time, quiet time. One more deep breath in with me, and out. if you get tired while i'm reading to you that's okay just let yourself drift off mama and the cubs we woke up looking for milk but mama was done nursing and it didn't look like there would be any easy breakfast this morning the sun wasn't up yet, and she had just rolled over when we began to nuzzle up to her belly. The leaves were just starting to fall from the trees, and the water in the creek was much cooler on our noses and the pads of our paws yesterday when we had to swim across to get to the grove of giant madrone trees at the foot of of Sleep Mountain. There were lots of bright orange madrone berries this year, and since Mama was too big to get out on the smaller ends of the branches, we climbed the trees and knocked them off as she waited down below. In the blues and grays of the pre-dawn morning, It was difficult to see the berries on the ground, but our noses told us just where to find them. So we left our sleepy mother and set off toward the Madrones. First, a stop at the spring for a drink. Yes, the water was definitely getting colder. So far, Our lives had been nothing but spring and summer. Born in late February, we spent most of the first two months of our lives in the den. We left for the first time in May on a warm, rainy day. But then the rain stopped and the summer had been warm and dry. Today It felt like it might rain again, but this time it was different. Chilly. It would soon be time for the big sleep Mama had told us about. As we reached the Madrone Grove, we wandered around looking for any berries that were still on the ground that we hadn't eaten yesterday the acorns were starting to fall from the oaks. The first rays of light came over the ridge when I began to climb a madrone tree to find some more berries. The sunlight felt good as it warmed the fur on the back of my ears. After I passed the lower branches and reached a split in the trunk I heard a slight buzzing sound and could smell something delicious. I looked down into a hole in the tree and saw something moving. It was big and black and yellow, and I had no idea what it was. But it sure did smell good. When I finally found the courage to reach a paw into the hole, it came out sticky. And then the buzzing got a lot louder. The big black and yellow thing was actually lots of little things, and they started flying out of the hole. I licked my paw and couldn't believe how delicious this sticky stuff was. There were some of the black and yellow things in it, too, and even they tasted good. So I threw my paw back into the hole for more. My brother had started shimmying up the tree below me, eager to get some of whatever it was I was eating, and twitching his nose as he tried to figure out what he smelled. He wound up on the other side of the split in the tree and began digging his paw in as well. And then we both just took turns putting our entire snouts in. Why waste time when it seemed like all the black and yellow things were flying away? Then we heard our mama at the foot of the tree. There was plenty of the sticky stuff left, so we began reaching in and dropping clumps to the ground for her. When the hole was empty, we continued up on the tree to the tips of the highest branches and sent them down to Mama too, dropping the biggest bunches of berries we could find. When we came down to join her, she licked our snouts and paws clean. We all finished eating the berries on the branches. And then Mama and my brother settled in for a nap, in the open meadow next to the Madrone Grove in the warm morning light. My paws were still sticky and covered with berries and leaves, so I went down to the creek to clean them up. It was a quick trip down to the bottom of the canyon where the creek runs, and as I was coming around a rock, just before getting to the biggest pool, I saw something out in the water that popped under the surface when it saw me. It looked like a fish, but with fur like mine, and it swam towards a cave on the other side of the pool. It wasn't very big, but I had never seen a fish with fur before. So I kept an eye toward the cave as I waded into the pool to clean my paws and get a drink. Burr! The water was so much chillier than it had been just a few weeks ago, but I could really only feel it on the pads of my paws. My fur is so thick The water barely touches my skin. I wondered if the furry fish felt the same. And just as I was licking the last bit of sticky stuff off of my paws, it peeked its head out of the cave, and I could see that it wasn't a fish at all. It had tiny ears and a little black nose like mine that was wiggling toward the breeze, probably trying to figure out what I was. I waded a little deeper into the pool to get a better look at this little bear fish, and it popped back underwater again. I could see by the ripples on the surface that it was coming toward me, so I stayed very still, I saw it swim by underwater, and it had legs and a long tail. But it sure did move a lot like a fish, and just about as fast. This time, it popped up in the other end of the pool, with a fish in its mouth. So that's what it was doing. Catching fish. Mama had told us that soon we would be learning to catch fish too, when the bigger fish began to arrive from the ocean, heading upstream to the dens in the creek where they were born. The fish that the fish bear was catching were too small and fast for me to get, and besides, I wasn't even sure yet how to catch a bigger, slower fish. But the fish bear sure did know how to catch them. I watched for a while and then headed back up the hill to Mama and my brother. When I got back, they were at the Madrone Grove. I told Mama all about the fish bear, and she told me that it is called a river otter. As we were settling in for another nap, she told me a story about a giant otter that was as big as me, who lived in the rivers long ago, but now could only be found in a land far to the south. I couldn't believe that that there was a creature as big as me that lived in the water. I was fascinated by this giant river otter, and I begged mama to tell me more stories about otters. She smiled and agreed, telling me that the otter's sleek and powerful body made them capable of swimming through the water with ease. These river otters, Mama said, were expert fishermen, catching fish with their sharp teeth and powerful jaws. But it wasn't just fish that the otter caught. It also hunted mice, rats, and even snakes. Mama said that the otter was so quick and agile that it could catch birds in mid flight. I couldn't imagine being able to do all of that, but Mama assured me that as I grew bigger and stronger, I too would learn to hunt and survive in the forest. She said that even though the giant river otter was a formidable hunter, it was also a playful and social creature often seen frolicking in the water with its family. As the days went by, I became obsessed with the otters. I spent hours watching by the creek, hoping to catch another glimpse of one. And one day, my wish was granted. As I was wandering through the forest, I heard a loud splash coming from the creek. I raced over to investigate, and to my delight, I saw a family of river otters playing in the water. There were three of them, a mother and two young pups. They were diving and swimming through the water, chasing each other and playing games. I watched in awe as the mother otter caught a fish in her jaws and brought it back to her pups. They all took turns nibbling on the fish, their whiskers twitching with pleasure. From that day on, I made a point to visit the creek every day until the big sleep hoping to catch another glimpse of the river otters. And even though I never saw the elusive giant river otter that Mama had told me about, I was content with watching the playful and social creatures that lived in the creek. We woke up looking for milk. but. Mama was done nursing, and it didn't look like there would be any easy breakfast this morning. The sun wasn't up yet, and she had just rolled over when we began to nuzzle up to her belly. The leaves were just starting to fall from the trees, and the water in the creek was much cooler on our noses and the pads of our paws yesterday when we had to swim across to get to the grove of giant madrone trees at the foot of Sleep Mountain. There were lots of bright, orange madrone berries this year. And since Mama was too big to get out on the smaller ends of the branches, we climbed the trees and knocked them off as she waited down below. In the blues and grays of the pre-dawn morning, it was difficult to see the berries on the ground but our noses told us just where to find them. So we left our sleepy mother and set off toward the Madrones. First, a stop at the spring for a drink. Yes, the water was definitely getting colder. So far, our lives had been nothing but spring and summer. Born in late February, we spent most of the first two months of our lives in the den. We left for the first time together in May on a warm, rainy day. But then the rains stopped, and the summer had been warm and dry. Today, it felt like it might rain again, but this time it was different, chilly. It would soon be time for the big sleep Mama told us about. As we reached the Madrone Grove, we wandered around looking for any berries that were still on the ground that we hadn't eaten yesterday. The acorns were starting to fall from the oaks. The first rays of light came over the ridge when I began to climb a madrone tree to get some more berries. The sunlight felt good as it warmed the fir on the back of my ears. After I passed the lower branches and reached a split in the trunk, I heard a slight buzzing sound and could smell something delicious. I looked down into a hole in the tree and saw something moving. It was big, and black, and yellow. And I had no idea what it was, but it sure did smell good. When I finally found the courage to reach a paw into the hole, it came out sticky. And then the buzzing got a lot louder. The big black and yellow thing was actually lots of little things and they started flying out of the hole. I licked my paw and couldn't believe how delicious this sticky stuff was. There were some of the black and yellow things in it too and even they tasted good. So I threw my paw back into the hole for more. My brother had started shimmying up the tree below me, eager to get some of whatever I was eating, and twitching his nose as he tried to figure out what he smelled he wound up on the other side of the split in the tree and began digging his paw in as well. And then we both just took turns putting our entire snouts in. Why waste time when it seemed like all the black and yellow things were flying away? Then we heard our mama down at the foot of the tree. There was plenty of sticky stuff left, so we began reaching in and dropping clumps to the ground for her. When the hole was empty, we continued on up the tree to the tips of the highest branches and sent them down to Mama too dropping the biggest bunches of berries we could find. When we came down to join her, she licked our snouts and paws clean. We all finished eating the berries on the branches, and then Mama and my brother settled in for a nap in the open meadow next to the Madrone Grove in the warm morning light. My paws were still sticky and covered with berries and leaves, so I went down to the creek to clean them up. It was a quick trip down to the bottom of the canyon where the creek runs, and as I was coming around a rock just before getting to the biggest pool, I saw something out in the water that popped under the surface when it saw me. It looked like a fish, but with fur like mine, and it swam toward a cave on the other side of the pool. It wasn't very big, but I had never seen a fish with fur before so I kept an eye toward the cave as I waded into the pool to clean my paws and get a drink. The water was so much chillier than it had been just a few weeks ago, but I could really only feel it on the pads of my paws. My fur is so thick The water barely touches my skin. I wondered if the furry fish felt the same. And just as I was licking the last bit of sticky stuff off of my paws, it peeked its head out of the cave. And I could see that it wasn't a fish at all. It had tiny ears and a little black nose like mine that was wiggling toward the breeze, probably trying to figure out what I was. I waded a little deeper into the pool to get a better look at this little bear fish, and it popped back underwater again. I could see by the ripples on the surface that it was coming toward me, so I stayed very still. I saw it swim by underwater, and it had legs and a long tail, but it sure did move a lot like a fish and just about as fast. This time, it popped up in the other end of the pool with a fish in its mouth. So that's what it was doing, catching fish. Mama had told us that soon we would be learning to catch fish too, when the bigger fish began to arrive from the ocean heading upstream to the dens in the creek where they were born. The fish that the fish bear was catching were too small and fast for me to get. And besides, I wasn't even sure yet how to catch a bigger, slower fish. But the fish bear sure did know how to catch them. I watched for a while and then headed back up the hill to Mama and my brother. When I got back, they were at the Madrone Grove. I told Mama all about the fish bear. And she told me that it was called a river otter. As we were settling in for another nap, she told me a story about a giant otter that was as big as me, who lived in the rivers long ago, but now could only be found in a land far to the south. I couldn't believe that there was a creature as big as me that lived in the water. I was fascinated by this giant river otter, and I begged Mama to tell me more stories about otters. She smiled and agreed telling me about the otter's sleek and powerful body and how it made it capable of swimming through the water with ease. These river otters, Mama said, were expert fishermen, catching fish with their sharp teeth and powerful jaws. But it wasn't just fish that the otter caught. It also hunted mice and rats and even snakes. Mama said that the otter was so quick and agile that it could even catch birds in mid-flight. I couldn't imagine being able to do all of that. But Mama assured me that as I grew bigger and stronger, I too would learn to hunt and survive in the forest. She said that even though the giant river otter was a formidable hunter, it was also a playful and social creature, often seen frolicking in the water with its family. As the days went by, I became obsessed with the otters. I spent hours watching the creek, hoping to catch another glimpse of one. And one day, my wish was granted. As I was wandering through the forest, I heard a loud splash coming from the creek. I raced over to investigate and to my delight, I saw a family of river otters playing in the water. There were three of them, a mother and two young pups. They were diving and swimming through the water, chasing each other and playing games. I watched in awe as the mother otter caught a fish in her jaws and brought it back to her pups. They all took turns nibbling on the fish, their whiskers twitching with pleasure. From that day on, I made a point to visit the creek every day until the big sleep hoping to catch another glimpse of the river otters. And even though I never saw the elusive giant river otter that Mama had told me about, I was content with watching the playful and social creatures that lived in the creek. Good night.